Welcome back to Off the Bar Podcast alongside Daniel Perez, Conor O'Brien, and Michael Figueroa. My name is Rafael de los Santos, and this episode is a pretty special one because once again, we get to give our opinions and we get to argue and we get to debate. We haven't done this in a, in, in a decent amount of time, I would say. Um, the last two episodes have been Team of the Seasons for La Liga and the Premier League, respectively. But this episode, we get to bring all of that together and compare the two because that is basically the basis of this podcast is the dynamic between the Premier League fans and the La Liga fans, I would say. It's kind of what makes us um, either special or what makes us us, what makes us off the bar podcast. And to represent the Premier League today, we're going to have Michael Figueroa, Arsenal fan for the day, even though he's supposedly an Arsenal fan slash Real Madrid fan. In my opinion, that that's not a thing. There's no such thing as being a fan of two teams. He is an Arsenal fan for today, wearing a... The, if you have time, please look at the video. <laughs> it was the worst beanie you've ever seen in your life, an Arsenal beanie. Um, and then we're going to have Connor, yeah. we're going to have his London rival, Connor O'Brien, representing Chelsea. Michael and Connor will be the Premier League side. Um, even though I don't really, I haven't looked at your answers yet. I don't know if you think that the Premier League team of the season is better than La Liga one, but I just expect, I just want to put that out there. They are the Premier League fans. Then we have myself and Danny. Um, I'm a Real Madrid fan, um, for those that don't know. And if you can't see Daniel right now, he is wearing the ugliest jersey known to man. Uh, that is the Barcelona jersey. So he is a Barca fan. Um, even though we hate each other on game days today, we are going to work as a team against Michael and Connor. Again, I don't if, – if you guys even picked, like – we'll see. Um, I expect you guys to defend the Premier League team this season. And I expect Daniel to – defend La Liga team this season and maybe you guys expect me to defend La Liga team seasons we'll see uh, a couple curveballs in there though. I'm not even gonna lie I picked a couple different ones but yeah just to run through really quickly and remind everyone of the team of the seasons um, starting from episode 20 for the Premier League team of the season we have Allison in goal at right back we have Trent Alexander-Arnold paired next to Virgil van Dijk alongside Antonio Rudiger and Cancelo that makes up our back line. Midfield is the Man City midfield of Bernardo Silva, Rodri, and Kevin De Bruyne. Up top, we got the Spurs teammates, Harry Kane and Hyoming Son, with what we picked as the player of the year and should have been the player of the year for the Premier League, Mo Salah. Going back to episode 21 for La Liga team of the season, we have Courtois in goal, best goalie in the world. Not to, not to give like insight into the arguments that we're going to have later on, but in my opinion, the best goalie in the world at the moment at right back, we have um, not Nestor, but Ronald Araujo. Um, we have Eder Militao, Diego Carlos, next to Jordi Alba, midfield of Iker Muniain, Pedri, and Modric. Up top, Dembele, Vinicius, and the Ballon d'Or favorite, Karim Benzema. So let's get right to it, starting with our comparisons between the two team seasons and which one is better. I don't think there's much of an argument. I want to start with the goalkeeper position just because I think it's the fastest one, in my opinion. But then again, I don't know what you guys put. Courtois versus Allison. Conor O'Brien, take it away. I mean, I personally, I don't even think Allison. If you go back to our Prem uh, team of the season episode, I didn't put Allison as my starting goalkeeper. I know a couple of us put somebody else, I think. I, I, I think Allison Jose did saw. Out, but I don't think Jose saw. You and I had Jose saw. Um, yeah. I think one person had Ederson and then everybody else had Allison. If I remember correctly. Um, I I would, I mean, Courtois to me is the best goalie in the world right now. It isn't even a question. It's the best goalie versus someone who, in my opinion, didn't have the best goalkeeping season in Prem. So to me, even though I am rooting for Prem, I do think Prem kind of wins this. Um, I think Courtois is a better keeper. Michael, you picked Courtois. You, so you're agreeing with Connor. Yeah, I, I, there's no way you can, like, say that after that final's performance that Courtois is in the best keeper in the world. He literally proved it time and time again during that match. There's so many chances that should have put Liverpool in advantage that Courtois was just saving. And that wasn't just even in the final. It was on top of the, the whole season. He was phenomenal for Madrid. So if you don't pick Courtois as the best keeper of the year, I don't know what you're doing. Dude, I think, like, you know how there's a Puskas award for, like, best goal of the year? They should be, like, the best save of the year. Um, Courtois' save against Mane in the Champions League final would definitely be up there. Like, there's no there's no way. I don't understand to this day how he saved it. Like, it was downright uh, an amazing shot. It was tactically sound uh, in terms of, like, when you are an attacker, you're taught to shoot from where the goalie is coming from. 
Um, it was a ball from the left side. And then Mane shoots it to the left side of the goal and Courtois changes directions and save it. Um, but I'm right there with you, not only because I'm a Real Madrid fan, but just because I really appreciate the season that Courtois had, especially since how rocky it was when Courtois first got to Real Madrid. It was like, why did they sign him? Why did they sign him for that much? He's he's not even like that good. Everyone was talking about how that, like it, it was literally like a Real Madrid team who had to play against their rivals for La Liga every year, Barcelona. And you're bringing in the goalie that Barcelona embarrasses the most outside of La Liga, because literally every time Messi played Courtois, it was a, it was a tunnel, bro. It was through his legs every single time, and it didn't make sense. And for him to turn it around to the point where he's like, oh, is he a top five for the Ballon d'Or? He's definitely a team of the season player. He's definitely a team of the year player. Is absolutely insane, and he'll be in Belgium's team, who's ranked what number two at the moment, heading into the World Cup. They're number two with Brazil at number one. Um, but yeah, I mean, credit to Allison though. I think Allison had a, I know we, I kind of brought him down in our Premier League, um, team of the season episode, but there was a stat that was brought up to me like after the episode. And it was that Allison actually had the most like saved one V ones in the entirety of the Prem. And I think that speaks volumes to someone that we like described as kind of like quiet because his defense is so good and his midfield is so good and his team is so good and they hold possession so much that he barely has to play goalie. But with teams like Real Madrid and with teams like Liverpool that attack so much, the goalie is left so exposed that like maybe the fact that Allison uh, isn't spoken about that much just shows how good he is. And the same thing with Courtois. It's just Courtois kind of had like man of, a man of the match performance in the biggest match of the entire season. Um, Multiple matches. Yeah. No, and, and throughout La Liga as well, because people are trying to say that, like, he was just good in the Champions League, but he did the same thing in La Liga, multiple matches, multiple matches. Courtois kept Real Madrid in the game. And, um, yeah, to sum up the thousand words that I just said about Courtois, because I could keep going, my pick is Courtois, um, and that's why I thought it would definitely be the easiest one um, in this episode, for sure, in terms of direct comparison, goalie to goalie, even though Allison had a spectacular season, Almost, like he was in in line for the quadruple, and you know, the, it's it's definitely a really 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 hard achievement, and it kind of fell through for Liverpool. But to be in line for it, you have to be an insane goalie. It's just Courtois is quite literally Ballon d'Or, um, contender like that kind of season from a goalie. Like when was the last time you saw something like that? What Neuer twenty fourteen? Right, Neuer twenty fourteen. He was top three Ballon d'Or twenty fifteen. Yeah. The, the same the same season but um yeah my pick is Courtois Danny anything you want to add to that I know that was a, a decent amount of words yeah I can add anything else to that I mean yeah yeah I agree with you about the shaky start not only shaky start like he wasn't he was a really good goalie at Chelsea but yeah Barcelona would embarrass him all the time at Chelsea and even before that Barcelona would embarrass him at Atletico Madrid so, well, he's become now. Well, but Messi wasn't consistently scoring against Chelsea at that time. There was a huge time where, like, Messi, Messi was known for not being able to score against Chelsea. And it was kind of like a meme, like, oh, when is he going to finally score against Chelsea? I think I he'd was... only played us in, like, two like, like two um, rounds, though. And he just happened to not have scored in four games. And I think he had one last round where it was, like, Hazard, it was like Hazard's team. And I think that one, he kind of ran it up on us. Yeah, it was the one where like Marcos yeah. Alonso gave the ball away. Yeah. That game, I remember, it's, was furious. Yeah. It's like, more like he can't score post. on Peter Chech. Peter Chech had Messi probably locked up, but like Courtois, yeah, I don't know. Nah, the, the real, the real Peter Chech, um, Peter Chech. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, nah, the real one, the real one is uh, like against Buffon. It was a real long running mm-hmm. joke that Messi couldn't score against Buffon, or I think it was Juventus, but I think I think it might have been yeah. Buffon specifically. It was. Because he couldn't score against them. I mean, I don't know if Argentina played Italy that much, but couldn't score against Buffon specifically. But I remember he broke that against Juventus, and I was mad about that as well. But moving on to more contest, it, it was literally like the the Google Forms that I put out, the voting. Everyone picked Courtois. I was 100% Courtois. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, moving on. Um, I guess naturally we could talk about the defenders. Um just to give the defenders again on the Premier League side, we have Trent and Van Dyke. 
And then we got Rudiger and Cancelo versus La Liga's Araujo, Militao, Diego Carlos, Jordi Alba. Well, if looking at like the La Liga set, like um, the defense, um, specifically like, the two center backs, the left and right back, it's I, I wouldn't say it's like as concrete as the Premier League one. Though you can argue that Trent is probably the least concrete defender in the Prem. I'll I'll question Militao sometimes. I feel like he's a little bit anxious and like he makes some bad decisions. And I'm not that big of a fan of Jordi Alba personally, but I don't think La Liga. I I would get to the rest of La Liga later, but I think as looking on paper, I feel the Prem has a more solid set defensive system. You agree with that, Connor? I agree though. Yeah, I think um well there's one position that I think is really shaky defensively if you look at the Prem lineup. If you look at like Trent defensively, it's kind of like to me, Araujo and Trent are like opposite sides of the coin. Like Araujo's so good defensively, but being that he's a center back playing as a right back, we're listing him as the right back for this team, like he doesn't really give you that much offensively. Trent is like all offense. You saw that especially in the Champions League final, like Venetia Staffs like carved him up the whole time. Um I think if I'm picking one for my team right now, I'd pick Trent. I think he's the better right back. But, like, if you look at the unit as a whole and when we – at the end of this when we inevitably talk about, like, who would win, I think the defense will come a lot more into play. On the Premier League side, you're saying the Premier League is has a better I, as a As a unit, it's better because I think Van Dyke and Rudiger far – like, are far, far, far past, like, Diego Carlos, Eder Militao. Cancelo and Jordi Alba to me are about even. And then I think Trent, I would give Trent the edge over Araujo, but I think it depends. Like when, when they play, I think it's Trent's weaknesses will be more important than Araujo's. If that makes sense. But put some respect on Araujo though. He's pretty good at offense. Um, the times that he's played right back, obviously he's no Trent because no one is Trent. Yeah. Well, no, um, you'll know, no one gets like, his, yeah. In terms of offensive capability, especially like when it comes to passing the ball, there's no right back or left back in the world. There's barely any midfielders in the world that play like Trent. But um, Nestor Araujo, Ronald Araujo is definitely – yo, I keep saying Nestor Araujo and Ronald Araujo, and you know what? In my mind, it's a valid, like, mistake because that just shows how much – how many players I know from La Liga. Nestor Araujo is a center that. back for Celta Vigo, and that's crazy. But Ronald Araujo, you should start like a counter, like Chris to like edit like my my face with a number next to it. The amount of yeah. times I've like messed up uh, Ronald Araujo and Nestor Araujo. But Ronald Araujo is actually pretty good at offense. Um, the amount of times that he scored like late in the game um, is annoying. Did he score a bicycle kick this, this season, Daniel? Or did he like almost score it? He scored a bicycle kick. He scored another one, but they counted it. They disallowed it for no reason. Sure, no reason. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sure, no reason. But yeah, he, he, yeah, he had four goals this season. He, he's pretty good. Um, if I was, I guess Madrid, bounce, big. Yeah. yeah, bouncing off like what um Michael said. If I were Xavi, I'd play him at right back though. I wouldn't play my center back. He has a really good center back, but Barca have no right back. Sergio oh, no, Dest is. I would. I said the opposite. I said he should play center back. I said, I, I say they, yeah, I'm saying that he should play right back. He's so solid. He's so fast. I think, I mean, I think when they get rid of Frankie, they should just switch the formation up because they have the center backs to play and then you could have just Dest just play wing back. Never, never play Eric Garcia. Actually, Barca no. plays 4 3 3. Real Madrid plays 4 3. You got it. Liverpool plays 4-3-3. The best teams in the world play 4-3-3. Oh, exception to that is Manchester City. Like they don't play four three three, somewhat. They play a four three three still. Yeah, so, somewhat. Like- they should change the four three three too, but they're gonna when they sign Calvin Phillips, they'll probably change it to four two three one. Because four two three is the best line. It's the best lineup. It, it gives you so many options in terms of. It gives you so many options in terms of what you can do uh, on the wings with like left left backs and right backs that either overlap or come in inverted it gives you so much versatility in terms of your attackers can cross in the ball it gives you so much versatility it, yeah or or cut in and shoot it gives you versatility in terms of like do you have a striker that's a, a poacher do you have a striker that, that gets those rebounds from those wingers like Benzema was for Gareth Bale and Cristiano do you have a striker that plays a false nine do you have a striker that just plays like the general like normal striker um then this the uh, midfield times, that position yeah. just kind of changes around depending how the game's going like 
the reason why Madrid were so successful with that position is the fact that they can easily adapt depending who they're playing against and how the game's moving. When Madrid want to play more offensively, they can put Valverde at the wing because he's fast enough. Oh, I thought you were talking about Madrid back like back then. I was like, yeah, the reason why Real Madrid were good was in the formation. was because they had like Cristiano Ronaldo on the same attack as like prime Gareth Bale with like prime Sergio Ramos and prime Marcelo. Like, but the main counterattack. Yeah, dude, that counterattack with Di Maria. Madrid successful this season was the fact that they were able to adapt to the team they were playing against and just kind of go with the ma- the flow of the match. That's like people always say, like, oh, they're not playing. They were never the best. They'd be like, oh, they weren't the best team in that final. It's like they like they beat the team for a reason because they knew exactly what Liverpool's strengths were, and they weren't going to play with like, with that. They were going to play against that, and that's how they scored. They were playing defensively. They took advantage of that one option, chance they had, and they scored. That's how you're supposed to – that's how you win football. It doesn't matter. Like, I hate when people talk about football style. Like, oh, they play the prettiest football. That doesn't win you trophies. If the prettiest football won your trophies, Greece would have not won the Euros in 2004. That's not how that works. You have to win the football that's going to win you that match that day. So if, that was, if that's what worked for Real Madrid that day, that's what worked for Real Madrid that day. Yeah, shout out Carlo Ancelotti. We'll get to, we'll get to Ancelotti in a second. But going yeah, yeah. going back to the defenses, uh, Daniel, this man literally said he was not a big fan of Jordi Alba. What do you have to say about that? Because I disagree wholeheartedly. I, Jordi Alba yeah. is a monster. Jordi Alba is the since he joined Barcelona in 2012, he's been for me the def- like no defender creates that many chances. Bro, I thought you were about to say best uh, left he, back. He, he, <laughs> he scaled it back. He scaled it back. I was like, what? Bro, I thought he was about to say the best left back. Up like Bro, like the best. No, I just no, saw no. Marcelo's gigantic afro in my brain. Like, <laughs> what? Me, Marcelo, like Andy Robertson over him, like. No, 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 no. I'm yes. Jordi Alba. Marcelo, Jordi Alba, and then, like, you, there's there's a Mariana's Trench, and then Andrew Robertson. He's, he's not even the same atmosphere. He's not in the same stratosphere. He's not in the same anywhere. It's, They're not even the same galaxy. Ashley though. Cole. Oh, he hasn't. I mean, Ashley Cole's a little. Bro, Marcelo, Marcelo and Jordi Alba are the best left backs, like, in a long time and by a long shot. No. Yes. They're yes. both. They're having, you're kind of a fullback revolution right now there's a lot of good ones right now but i think if you look at the last 10 years ralph is probably right on that i wouldn't bro, say yeah that. i don't know bro yeah. I don't, since I don't 2010 see... since 2010 the best left back is marcelo or jordi alba and I, obviously i'm gonna pick marcelo it's, marcelo. I, it's been marcelo it's, it's, marcelo, it's, marcelo, it's marcelo, marcelo but right after is jordi alba and there's no other no. left back that's close no. who's close i wouldn't i don't i don't i'm not 13, sold with jordi alba defensively either. dude didn't jordi alba win that 2010 world cup no. Yes. He, he wasn't in the squad. He wasn't in the squad. He was. He was at that time. I think he was like 19, 20 years old. But he won the Euros twenty twelve. He won. He scored in the yeah. final in twenty twelve. He scored. In yes, the he did. He scored in the final twenty twelve. I remember that. Scored in the final. Because that Spain team was disgusting. They were like slamming. He scored season. though. It's not like he got carried in the game. He scored. No, but he's playing with a nasty team. It's like saying it's like when people talk about like part bro, of that. Like, but answer my question. Who is it's better? It's the equivalent of people that are Barca fans being like, bro, but Xavi Niesta have a World Cup. We like, won yeah, that final with right field. We won 4-0 without a strike. No, no, no. But time out, time out, time out. Xavi like, Iniesta literally scored the goal in the final. Like, but Xavi Niesta played for arguably the best team, an international team of all time. I know, but you can't you can't put Iniesta under the umbrella of the team when he was the one that scored. Like, no, what I'm saying is like anything, everyone in the team is under Iniesta's umbrella. Like, Yo, oh, like that team was so a trophy, a team trophy that he won individually, which isn't true. I I don't think the reason why Spain was successful was just because of Iniesta or Xavi. It was Iniesta. Well, Xavi. of course not. It's a team sport. That bro. whole squad was fantastic that year. And the yeah, reason why they're so dominant is because of that. So it's unfair to compare someone. I who bet to you, like nobody FAs. other than Raf in this podcast can name you the left back for Spain in the 2010 World Cup. Oh, I do. I actually do know this. It's um, well, he, was, he was Madrid. He was uh, Madrid's left back before Marcelo, right? He was. Is that right? Um. Oh, it's, it's Albert. It, it's it's harder than A. He also played for Liverpool, by the way. <laughs> Bro's about to say Alberto Moreno. <laughs> I'm not about to say Alberto Moreno. Bro. It's, um, it's like you're not, Albert. You're not. You're not I, I'm not. I, it, it's like A. It's like A L B O R I A Z A. No, Z. I don't know where the hell you could find a Z for, but. It's something like that, though. 
Like, I'm, I'm, like I, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, yeah. Is it Arvalo? Was he right back? That was back most of the World Cup. Arbeloa no, is a right back. Ramos played right back in that World Cup. The center backs was Pique and Puyol. Mm, Ramos played right back. Yeah. Right. It was Ramos. He played, he played left back. Captevilla. Captevilla? Captevilla. Captevilla. Pretty sure he played for Villarreal. They had Busquets, Solanzo. There's no, there's I mean, no that team was, That team was good enough to play like six midfielders at the same no, time and win. Like. 2012 Euros, the Euro final without a striker. Yeah. Listen, good job. They won without a striker. Nice. Um, there's no reason for Chris to cut. This is a good conversation. I think David Villa played. But Didn't David Villa start? Point is, um, not, the, not the World Cup final. Oh, yeah, he did start. Uh, the World Cup yeah. final, crazy. Um, Jordi Alba. Um, I don't know where Michael was getting it from that Jordi Alba is not in the top two, like one of the best left backs for, like in the last 10 years. I don't know who in the world he thinks is ahead of him. Like said, Kalasenag or something. Like, what? What are you saying, bro? Who's better than him? Marcelo. That's I, it, I though. Picked, I picked team of the year. I picked Mendy over Jordi Alba. All right, he's bugged. Mm. Yeah, prison, prison no, FC bro. was going crazy. I think I think Mendy for Real Madrid has is a more important yeah. role than people give credit for. The Jordi why, Alba had Jordi Alba had two goals, ten assists in La Liga this season. Okay. He's playing defense. Why does that matter? Because for La Mendy, <laughs> probably got like one goal, bro. <laughs> Two goals, Ryan one assist. Or when he has Vinicius and Benzema on the top. The one game, Fernando Mendy has a really good winning rate, like winning ratio with Real Madrid. Like he's a really crucial defender. Shout out to him. No, he is Fernand really good. Mendy was not okay. playing in Real Madrid in that against City. We would have lost against City because he didn't do that goal line clearance. You can't give him, you cannot give him not credit for that. That dude's fantastic. Bro, that doesn't matter. In the last 10 that years, is, Jordi Alba, bro, Fernando Mendy is not even top 100 in the last 10 years. All of Barcelona's game this season, you can't count the stats looking at Jordi Alba because there's assists that he didn't get. There's chances that he created that led to goals millions of times. Yeah, but that's true for every player, so we can't, we can't go down that line. Point is, Jordi Alba is a monster, and don't you dare say that he's not. And this is coming from a Real Madrid fan. Jordi Alba is really good. Um, the fact that he had the season that he had without Messi is insane because that Messi and Jordi Alba link-up was literally a link-up of dreams. But to go back to the entire point of this episode, looking at the Premier League back line, looking at the Real Madrid back line, um, I know that Connor mentioned earlier that the center backs, um, the comparison between Rudiger Van Dijk, Versus Eder Militao, Diego Carlos, um, it's a definitely very Premier League, um, not not bi- not biased, but there's it's very obvious that the Premier League side has the advantage. I would say, especially when it comes to experience and when it comes to like proving that they are good players. Where like Eder Militao is on the up and coming, you have like Diego Carlos who just got signed by Aston Villa or or not signed, but got transferred to Aston Villa, um, so he's on the up and coming as well. Um, in terms of like form, I mean, I, I'd have to agree. I think that the Premier League uh, back line, not back line, but center backs of Van Dyke and Rudiger. I would take Van Dyke and Rudiger on my team before I take Melitao and Diego Carlos. Um, even though I do like Eder Melitao a lot and he doesn't get anywhere near the amount of credit that he deserves. Because in my opinion, Eder Melitao is very similar in terms of style to Antonio Rudiger. Um, and I, I would reckon that he's way faster than Rudiger as well. It's just Melitao still makes mistakes. He's way faster than dude. You remember when Rafa Varane was so fast that literally no attacker was faster than him? Melitao, Rudiger's like talking Salah. Like I don't. Care. Real Madrid's back line. You're asking about Salah speed. Well. Yeah. Okay. In my opinion, we could, we could bring this on to a vote right now. Melitao is faster than Antonio Rudiger. Like I'm telling you right now. Um, the, only person that can, the only person that can outpace Adam at the top in like the big stage, like in terms of like, oh, I don't know every player, so I'm gonna say the big stage. Uh, it's probably like Mbappe. Mbappe is probably not probably because I saw him get past the top a couple of times, but other than that, bro, no one's getting past him at the top. But point is, Militao is young, Diego Carlos is young, so I do have to agree that uh, Van Dyke and Tony Rodriguez do get the edge for me. Um, I love Jordi Alba, but. I would also have to agree that Joao Cancelo gets gets it over Jordi Alba. Uh, just like Courtois, we're talking about a right back that's playing left back, and we're talking about 
a Cancelo at left back who is a team of the year player. So I can't really go against that. Um, but when it comes to like Trent versus uh, Ronald Araujo, I'm going Ronald Araujo all day. Like I, I'd rather give up Trent's amazing passes and uh, creativity for Ronald Araujo's security on defense. But it depends if you're looking at it from a perspective of individual, like do I want Trent or do I want Araujo? And the perspective of like when it comes to the big picture, like the entire team, because you can afford to have Trent play so-so defense when the rest of the team is better or, or really good. Whereas like look at the La Liga team season's midfield, you have Muniain, Pedri, Modric, none of them are holding midfielders. So you probably need Nessa Araujo back there and not Trent. Um, and I think that's a great segue to start talking about the midfield. Um, shout out to me. That was beautiful. I deserve a round of applause. Give it to me right now. Right now. Right now. Only, the only Insane. time you messed up is saying Nestor Araujo. I said Ronald. Uh, we can't give it. We can't give it to him. I said Ronald. We got to get like a Nestor. We got to get a Nestor Araujo like jar for you. Ronaldo Araujo. I said Ronald. Put a dollar in every time. Put a dollar into our uh, expense fund every time uh, you say Nestor Araujo. I said Ronald. Um, a bunch of off the bar shirts finally. A bunch of haters, dude. We're getting off the bar shirts. Um, We gotta get off the bar shirts. We're definitely getting off the bar shirts. But moving on to the midfield, Premier League uh, team of the season, we picked, like I said, the Man City midfield. We have Bernardo Silva, Rodri, Kevin De Bruyne, and then the La Liga midfield: Iker Muniain, Pedri, Luka Modric. Luka Modric, I feel like Michael, you're a big fan. Why is Luka Modric so good? The man that doesn't age. That's all I can say. He's a vampire, dude. That that dude's running like he's still in his 20s. He's the life to Real Madrid's offense. When Real Madrid's offense has no life, he brings life to it. It's fantastic every time you see him play. If it wasn't for Modric's assist against Chelsea, Madrid would have probably gotten wiped out of the Champions League. It Time and time again, he provides what Madrid needs at the moment. And even at the age of 37, while other players and like basically decide to retire, go to lesser leagues, he's still playing the top of his game. And he won the biggest trophy in the game. So it's clear for me that Modric is the best player in that defense right now. Now, the future of that midfielder in, midfielder in Spain is obviously Pedri. Pedri is fantastic. Um, again, Madrid fan. I, as you see, I, I'm not. I'm very critical of Barca, but I cannot criticize Pedri. Pedri is fantastic. His importance to that Barcelona squad and their ability to win games is essential. He's a great backbone for that midfield. He's going to be a great player in the future, and he's going to be a really difficult player to play against as a fan for Madrid in the future. Dude, um, Pedri, Pedri's better than Phil Foden. I don't care what you say. All right, I agree. I agree. And and Mason Mount by far, not even close. For sure. You can put not Phil Foden and you can put not the moment. Okay, you can put Phil Foden and Mason Mount together and still want to be better than Pedri. Clip that, put it on TikTok, Chris. <laughs> I don't care. It's the truth. It's the truth. Pedri is so ahead of everyone in that position when it comes, to it. dude. He's up there in terms of like not only youngsters, bro. He's up there in terms of like just everyone in that position. He's he's top. He's top ten for sure. I'm telling my head. He's top ten. I could I, I could make that top five easy. Midfielders in the world, yes. Who do you have right now? Pedri's not top ten. Pedri top five midfielders. Luka, Luka right Modric. Luka Modric is the only Real Madrid midfielder yeah. that that makes that makes that team. Um, you have KDB in there for sure. You have Bernardo Silva in there for sure. In my opinion, you probably have Rodri in there for sure. Like that entire Premier League team of the season midfield, you have to have it in there. That's... I I think it's unfair. To, so like, for what Pedri does. I, I wouldn't compare him to like someone like Rodri. Rodri's more defensive, like Casemiro. True, I, I guess. Like, like I can't really come. Like for example, I will put Casemiro and as top five midfielders in the world, but what he brings to that position is completely different than someone like Pedri brings. Pedri's more of an offensive player. He's really good at moving the ball. He has skill. He has pace. And at his age, yeah, I guess. Look, I was just talking about in terms of um. This season, I think if you look at the last three seasons, this is the most quiet Casemiro's ever been in a Real Madrid jersey. I don't know, man. In a long like he time, so... he's so quiet. He, that dude, one, you could put Ka- you could put Kamavinga in there, and it, it'd just be like same thing. You could sometimes they would play without Casemiro, and it'll just be the same thing. I, um, I disagree because they wouldn't miss him. 
Casamero wasn't playing against City in the first round, and what happened? Madrid scored, got scored on four times. They also Madrid scored. The <laughs> they also scored a bunch of goals. But they got they were they were playing back. They're just lucky that City didn't have um, Kyle Walker to basically mark Vinicius properly, causing their whole going to do what he always does, which is overthink, and the defense just kind of being out of position a couple of times. Dude, it's soccer. That's the nature of the sport. We can sit here and be like, oh, what if this, what if that? But at the end of the know, day, this, I, statistically speaking, this has been Casemiro's most quiet season in a very long time. Like He didn't score as many. Oh. I know. He is really good, but in terms of like I guess if you're not getting defensive midfielders, Pedri is Pedri is up there, bro. Like if I could take any player and for Barcelona and insert into the Real Madrid, it would be Pedri. And I wouldn't even think about it. And I'll start him over to a many and I'll start him over Kamavinga. And I'll start him over dude almost anyone. Um probably except Modric. I'll start him over Kroos. Me and Kroos have a love hate relationship at the moment. I it's not that I hate him, I want to see him outside of Real Madrid. It's just like, dude, he doesn't really do anything. I'd I'd rather have like come up and go start every game and get better but that's like getting off topic looking at the midfielder uh or the midfields comparatively um connor you already you already said why no you haven't you picked you picked the city midfield as the superior midfield to compared to the legal one um why if you're looking at this in terms of form like one mooney on to me like you cannot trust him and we'll get we'll get to like when we get to the matchups we'll get to it but Munion is like leagues behind everybody else in these midfields, okay. in my opinion. Pedri is up there. He only played 12 games in the league of this year. So, like to me, if you when you have like Kevin De Bruyne, prime player of the year, with like 23 uh, goal contributions, Bernardo Silva 12, Rodri nine goal contributions. That's the league winning midfield in Prem versus like Modric with 10. Pedri had four. Munion had like. 15 goal contributions but in my opinion he's playing like left mid left wing in this team so when you like in my opinion when you look at this like in terms of like an actual midfield in terms of like what they do what like city proved they could do versus like the only guy that really proved themselves to me in terms of actual form this year in this lovely league of midfield is modric who was very good throughout the year but like pedri did not play that much munion gives you nothing to play. like i just think that like Sit like the Prem one is just so much like the Prem midfield is so like leagues outside of Modric in terms of form, leagues ahead of the Liga one. Yeah, um, I had the same thing. I picked the Premier League midfield just in terms of a collective. Um, talking about Bernardo Silva, Rodri, Kevin De Bruyne versus Pedri, Modric, Iker Muniain. Um, I just thought that La Liga midfield was way too attacking. There would be no one to recover that ball, missing what Michael said, like a Casemiro or something. Um, in terms of, like, comparatively speaking. Now, in terms of, like, individually, Luka Modric probably, if we're not talking about stats, um, if we're just talking about what they brought to their team, Luka Modric probably behind De Bruyne just because, like, how big De Bruyne is for City. Like, City is De Bruyne, just like Real Madrid is Kevin – I mean, Karim Benzema right now. Um, mm-hmm. Just behind De Bruyne, Luka Modric is probably the most important piece to his team in, in terms of speaking about these midfielders. Obviously, Pedri had an injury earlier in the season, so he wasn't able to play as many games as – obviously, Barcelona would have wanted him to or he would have wanted to. But the effect that he had on that team and bringing them back up the table and the few games that he did play um, was absolutely phenomenal, like exceptional play. I believe it was, was it against Sevilla, Denny, that he scored in the like the yeah, last minutes of the game? So you're talking about knocking out, knocking off a top three or top four team at the moment to either rise above them or increase the distance in a season that was looking like they were going to finish outside of European spots is absolutely gigantic and um here it is the european oh uh, champions league spot yeah and um i know muniain did play somewhat of a more attacking role in terms of like left mid left wing for athletic Club, so it's kind of unfair to compare them compare him to the other midfields in terms of stats but he did have an insane season um statistically for athletic Club. Really? um but yeah, just speaking like comparatively, um, the city midfield is complete because not only is it the best midfield in the Premier League, 
um, to us and eventually actually EA Sports uh, team of the season midfielder but because it is a team's midfield so it is complete it's like if we had if we were speaking three years ago and we had Tony Kroos, Luka Modric, Casemiro like that's a team's midfield um, rather than a collection of players so if we're comparing Bernardo Silva, uh, Rodri, Kevin De Bruyne to a midfield of Modric, Muniain, Pedri obviously in my opinion we have to go with the Premier League team because it's just more complete you have you have playmakers um, guys that can spread the ball around and then you have uh, a guy that can retrieve balls and recover play and keep possession of the ball whereas the La Liga one is way more attacking but Michael picked the La Liga you were the only person who picked the La Liga midfield um, as the better of the two can you tell us why enlighten us um Modric and Pedri I feel that the way I was describing it earlier is that the way that specifically Real Madrid play um they just make the best of their chances once they have the ball. I feel having a player like Modric and Pedri, if let's say, you know, this was a hypothetical situation where there was a game being played, um, they will run circles around those players. Like, Pedri is so good on the ball, so is Modric. If they, well, my only thing was Munain. Munain is somebody that, you know, I've seen Munain play before. He's a great player. I saw him, I remember watching him when he was in the 20, when he's playing the U21 or 23 World Cup with Spain. He's great, but I think what would solidify this as a for sure better team was if they had a central defensive mid player. Um, it hurts that they don't have one, but I don't know. I feel like that team is just I, I'm more confident around seeing just Modric and Pedri with a ball than I will be with that city midfield because I don't know. I, I even though it is Pep's team, City is really good when it comes to possession and ball movement, and you have arguably the the winner of the best player of the year, um, Kevin De Bruyne. Um, I just, I just have a feeling that the way that team will work, they won't need that, <laughs> and that's how they won. I don't. I'm a little biased though. So, but per- personally, I just think mo- it was mostly because of those two players, so Spedri and Modric. Yeah, I mean, to to agree with you somewhat. Um, to be fair, if the Liga team were able to get the ball like consistently, I think it would be insanely hard to get um, the ball off of Luka Modric and Pedri, even with a high press. I think, actually, you wouldn't be able to high press this team. You would get absolutely annihilated if you high press this uh, Liga team, the season team, because Pedri would um, drop his shoulder and Luka Modric would drop his shoulder and probably obliterate that city midfield and look up and find one of the top three guys that we're going to talk about next. Um, So, yeah, this is that. Moving on to the attack. Um, The way that we are going to talk about the attackers as compared to the defenders and the midfielders that we just spoken about is um, we're going to compare them in terms of how they match up against the defenses that we have already talked about. So rather than, sit, rather than sitting here and talking about Harry Kane, Hyoming Son, Salah versus Dembele, Benzema, and Vini, we're going to talk about, for example, Benzema, Dembele, Vini versus Trent Alexander-Arnold, Van Dyke, Rudiger, and Cancelo. So starting off with that, we it was actually pretty split. Um, whereas we had 80% of the vote when it comes to the midfielders say that the Premier League team was better, we had 100% of the vote saying that Courtois was better. Um, it was pretty split, it was 60 40 in terms of the first attack attacking battle, which would be the comparison between Mo, Mo Salah, Huming Sun, and Harry Kane versus Jordi Alba, Eder Meditao, Diego Carlos, and Ronald Araujo. I wrote net, I wrote Nestor on the yeah, you did put Nestor on the Google form. It was on purpose. Dollar in the jar. But yeah, let's talk about that. So we have Huming Sun, uh, Harry Kane, and Mo Salah versus Jordi Alba, Melitao, Diego Carlos, and Ronald Araujo. Connor O'Brien. What did you pick? So if you're looking at the Prem attack versus um, Liga defense, and this is my big difference for like when we get to this, like who would win? Uh, Salah, Kane, and Son. I think I think Araujo gives Son some trouble, but Son like Son is of the quality where like nobody can defend him. He's one of those players like Lewandowski, Messi. In my opinion, he's right up there. Misha Junior's up there too, and we'll talk about him in a minute when we talk about a trend going on him. But uh, they, I like in my opinion, like Son, Kane, Salah, very easily get through like. 
like Alba, Diego Carlos, Eder Militao, like they they punch through that easy. That's minimum three goals in that game, in my opinion, between the three of them. Like that's, I don't think like that defense is even like I wouldn't. I'm not Militao maybe, but like if you look at the center backs specifically, like you have what is in my opinion like two of the top three center backs in the world right now on the Prem side, and I'm not sure you have that in the Liga. So I think like that attack very easily gets through the league's defense. Michael, you 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 picked the same thing. Do you agree with that? Um, the reason why I picked the uh, the same way with that is because I think that while Spain doesn't have a strong defensive presence, um, England has a pretty strong offensive presence. Obviously, Son was fantastic in the Premier League. Kane also is really good at creating chances. And let me not even talk about Salah. Salah was. was up until probably the end of the season, or actually no, until after Benzema scored a hat trick against PSG, was a favorite to be contender for Balonero. Um, that, that offense is disgusting, mostly because I think the Spanish defense isn't as solid as I want them to be. I think they'll have the advantage, <clears throat> but I wouldn't. I would just just because it's a high scoring game doesn't mean that. I think the English team will win, and I'll get back to that later. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Do you think that the back line of Rommel, Araujo, Eder Militao, Diego Carlos, Jordi Alba is weaker or stronger than the Real Madrid back line that knocked out Chelsea that has Rüdiger in it, that knocked out Liverpool that has Van Dijk and Trey Alexander-Arnold in it, that knocked out the Man City team? I think it's stronger. The, we're saying the La Liga one. We're saying yeah. the La Liga lineup being stronger, weaker than Madrid. Than Real Madrid's back line. I actually disagree with Michael. I think uh, Madrid's was in terms of overall quality because I know Carvajal would lock down that side. I trust Alba a lot more than I trust like Diego Carlos. I trust Ferlamendi defensively a lot more than I trust Alba. I'd agree with the Fernand Mendy. I think I trust Fernand Mendy yeah. to play defense better than Jordi Alba every day of the I week. You can put a gun to my head. I don't, but yeah, I don't trust David Alba to play better defense than Diego Carlos. Never, ever, ever. And I and and uh, I would trust Ronald Araujo to play better defense than Danny Carvajal all day. Now is Ronald Araujo going to put in a better cross than Danny Carvajal? Do better interplay than Danny Carvajal? No. But is he going to play better defense? Yes. And this is a scenario where it's just attack versus defense. Daniel, you picked sure. the, the La Liga defense to be able to hold out against this Premier League attack. Why? First of all, y'all are butchering Diego Cardo's name. That man is an elite defender. I don't know why. Back coming out, I don't know if you guys ever watched this Sevilla game in your life. That's why he's playing for Aston Villa next year, right? And that's why he's won two Europa Leagues against Premier League sides. Boom. I was going to put on a poster by Danny. Danny, do you think that the uh, La, La Liga backline is better than the Real Madrid backline? Defensively, yeah. I do. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's like a double-edged sword. Um, when we're talking about these comparisons, because defensively this backline is really solid, but does it work with the rest of the team? It's the question that we will answer in the end of this, basically. But moving on to the next um, comparison, um, we talked about Jordi Alba, Militao, Diego Carlos, Ronald Rajo being able to hold out against the Premier League attack. But now it's the inverse of that or the reverse of that. We have Trent, Van Dyke, and Rudiger and Cancelo defending against Dembele, Vinicius Jr., spearheaded by Kareem Benzema. Daniel, your Dembele makes that, that, that front line. Who did you have um, in that matchup? I had the La Liga offense. No, no bias whatsoever, but why? No bi- All right, let's start. I'm going to leave Vinny and Benzema on their own on their own edge because we saw what they did against Premier League sides this season. Dembele, yeah, he's shaky with the with the injuries, but I think on his day, unplayable. Was it Mbappe that said that Dembele was, was better than him? 
or something like that when they played in France. I don't know. I mean, 13 assists and 21 appearances is very impressive. That is impressive. I think if he would have been, if he could have been able to recreate that form just throughout the whole season, easily top 15. Chris Will, Chris Will picked the Premier League defense. This is insane. The only person I think that that Premier League defense would hold out against the La Liga attack. Chris Will, Trent. Van Dyke, Rudiger Kinsella would hold Dembele, Vini Jr., and Benzema. In what world? Vini and Benzema with like Rodrigo or Asensio took out Trent, took out Van Dyke, took out Rudiger, and took out Kinsella. They took out the entire back line by themselves. Now add Dembele, the top of sister in La Liga to that. What? Just imagine Dembele putting up crosses to Benzema. Imagine we see that in the World Cup. Imagine we'll Mbappe, Benzema, oh, Dembele in the World Cup. It's too clean, bro. Dude, they, they, still like, won't make it they still won't they make it up because of the curse. That's they're why. still going to lose to Switzerland or something. They're going to draw the U.S. and lose. They're not going to make it out the group stage. This is final. That men's, that men's national team is nasty, bro. I'm talking about the U.S. like that. No, I'm talking about France. I know. France is cursed. They're not making it out of that group stage. My, my fear is like they might have gotten rid of the curse by being terrible at the Euros. No, it's not that. It's just the World Cup curse. Yeah. The winners. I remember. I think. I think it was two thousand and two, because they won two thousand six, right? If I'm not, no, they lost in two thousand six. Italy won. Yeah, the, the design yeah. headbutt. Yeah. Then so it must have been. Started in two thousand and ten. Because no, Mm-mm. Italy was the one that got knocked out of the group stages. No, in nineteen ninety eight, I think France won the World Cup, and then two thousand two. They had the top scorers in three leagues playing up top. Only scored one goal on the group stage. You got knocked out. But then Brazil won the World Cup 2002, and I'm sure they didn't get knocked out of the group stage 2006. So it must have started 2006 with Italy. Yeah. But it's still, it's still alive, the curse. For me. I doubt it. I think they'll get out of the group. There's no way France is not making it out of the group. Have you seen what they're doing in the Europa League? I mean, not the Europa League. Nations it's the League. Nations League, bro. It's the most valid trophy since the Finalissima. It's like coming home. That's Messi's second international trophy. That's a fake trophy. It's literally a fake trophy. It's a a fake trophy. But they literally won against Italy, bro. Come on. I could have won against Italy. Nations League is more of a trophy than the Finalissima. Dude, I could make an all-star team in like Broward and beat Italy. I swear to God. We'd have a chance. But You'd actually have a striker. Back on track. Yeah. La Liga by a landslide when it comes to comparing the La Liga attack to the Premier League defense. Um, the same defense that we gave so much praise to when we compared the defenses to each other. That's how soccer works. But let's talk about uh, the last piece before we kind of just wrap up and say who we think would win the game and why. Um, every team has a coach. La Liga's coach of the season um, was actually a three-way tie, I believe, but no, it wasn't. It was a landslide to Carlo Ancelotti. The Premier League one was a was a tie between club and Guardiola. But for the sake of the video, I'm giving it to Ancelotti for La Liga because he won La Liga and Pep Guardiola for the Premier League because he won the Premier League. But you could pick Jorgen Klopp and it wouldn't matter because they both got beat by Real Madrid. So you can already tell where I'm going with this. I'm going Ancelotti all day. Um, Ancelotti head-to-head with Guardiola isn't the best, but we got to remember that Carlo Ancelotti used to manage Everton. So... Let's take that into account. But when it comes to um, the Champions League, they played each other three times. Carlo Jolti has won twice and lost one. And uh, obviously the most recent one, we've seen it. Um, I don't even know if that makes sense. How, how can they have only played three times? But according Maybe to at sport, Everton. But in the Champions League, they've only played three times. Oh, in the Champions League? Um, I don't know. He got yeah. fired or he joined the team halfway through. That might be it, actually. So I know he was a coach for Bayern before he went back to Everton, I think. And wasn't he at a issue with Bayern? Yeah, wasn't he at Leicester too? And then Leicester got knocked out of group stage. He was not. Or he got no. fired, like getting out of who was he? Who was uh Leicester's coach when they won and then went to Champions League next year? Ranieri. Ranieri. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. But you know who was uh managing um Bayern Munich eight years ago? 
and who was managing Real Madrid eight years ago and what happened. 4-0. Real Madrid played Bayern, beat him 4-0 with Ancelotti on one side and Pep Guardiola on the other side. Um, but despite that, even in this season, um, tactically, the, the things that we saw Carlo Ancelotti do, and I know Michael mentioned it earlier, the things that we saw Carlo Ancelotti do with this Real Madrid team, who even I said throughout the podcast, we can bring up clips, it wasn't built to win the Champions League. There's no way you can convince me even after the fact they are not built to win the Champions League. But the things that Carlo Ancelotti was able to do tactically in terms of um, sitting down Asensio and bringing on Rodrigo, um, which a lot of managers weren't able to do because Asensio was supposedly the promise, the promise guy. Um, getting Tony Kroos subbed out in the 60th minute every game and bringing on Camavinga, who was not proven whatsoever and looked insanely shaky at the beginning of the season, where he'd try to do like a roulette in the middle of the field and lose the ball and just give it away on a counterattack and just bring the best out of those two players. Um, Bringing back staff, um, I think it's like Pintus or something, the the, the physical trainer or whatever, because Real Madrid last season were like the most injured team in, in the history of soccer. And this season, they literally had bare minimum injuries um, with the exception of like Hazard. But I don't even think a Chug Jug could bring back Eden Hazard, bro. But um, the things he was able to do tactically, every game, like the first leg against PSG where everyone was saying, why why are Real Madrid coming out super defensively? They, they're literally going to get knocked out the next the next game, and boom, they, they come out on top. Um, the, the substitutions, like God-tier substitutions, like bringing on Rodrigo, Rodrigo scores. Bring on Camavinga, Camavinga plays the ball over the top, Benzema cuts it back in, Rodrigo scores against Man City. Um, obviously winning La Liga. He was only a couple of race short of like having the actual hype behind him, but in my, in my opinion, Ancelotti clear Pep Guardiola. And I do have to admit that I'm not a big fan of Pep Guardiola. I think he's insanely overrated. I know a lot of people do not agree with me and say that he, like, changes every league that he comes into. But I just do not like Guardiola. I, when you throw that much money into a team, there's only so much merit I could give you as the coach. The only merit that I see in it is like you're able to manage guys very well. Cause like to tell Jack Grealish who you bought for a hundred million to sit down because you're not playing <laughs> takes a certain amount of talent. So in my opinion, when it comes to the tactical battle, um managers, managers wise, um, I'm granted to much love all day. But did any did any of you pick Pep Guardiola? I did. The Barca fan picked Pep Guardiola. <laughs> why? I think head to head, Pep is a better tactician. But I think I do agree with you. This season, Ancelotti's career. I I, di- I disagree with Pep being a better tactician because I don't know. Pep seems to like overthink big games. That's something he always tends to do. Um, my this is my issue with Pep. Pep has a certain football style. He requires his player to play those style. I've, I've seen interviews where Pep, where players who play with Pep talk about how Pep talks to them. And it's basically before he subs them in the match, he's telling them, listen, this is where your options are going to come from. This is where you have to be positioned. These are the, where the goals will be, all that stuff. So Pep is brilliant at seeing how the game's going to play out with the football he has in place. Now, the issue with that is if his system isn't working, he doesn't know how to adapt to his other, other team's changes as well. We saw that with Madrid when they took, well, after he had to like take out um, what's it called? Kyle Walker. He was like begging Cancelo to mark Vinicius. And luckily the goal didn't come for Vinicius, but it did come. So it seems to be that Pep requires, like basically is very controlling of his team. While if you look at Ancelotti, Ancelotti, according to players that play with him, other managers, and overall, like even club owners or club officials, he's very, he goes with the flow of the team. In that in that in the dying moments of the game against City, Ancelotti turned to Tony Cruz and Marcelo and said, "Who should we put in the match?" So he has a trust with his players. Because of that, is why I feel like Ancelotti is more. I think he will be a better suit manager for this team, and it will be really helpful. Is because he knows the players he has he has in his team. He knows he can only do so much, and he's willing to adapt his team in order to win while Pep would try to fit whatever players is in his team to play his type of style of football, and that's not going to be as easy. We saw that with Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish is very – he's a very on-the-ball player that likes to make decisions himself and be more creative. He doesn't have that option or doesn't have that chance on in Pep's system because Pep is so high demanding his players to play a certain way. 
while players like Vinicius and Benzema flourished under Ancelotti because they have a lot more creativity. The same thing with Valverde. Valverde is a center midfield and he plays as a wing. So it it seems like Valverde is more of an adapter to how the game's going than than Pep is, in my opinion. And that's why I think Ancelotti is a better manager. So this is great because it all wraps up beautifully and somehow the the gods of statistics have done this beautifully where the final decision and the final thing that we're going to talk about is who we think would win head-to-head between the two teams. And it has actually been 50-50. Connor and I picked the Premier League and Michael and Daniel picked La Liga. So this is amazing. Um, plot twist. <laughs> plot twist. It's 50-50. Um, well, Michael, it's but... 50-50. That means both of your teams. No, but it's 50-50. Oh, yeah. Got him. <laughs> But there's not a single Arsenal playing the Prem one, so. Oh, well, get better. You know what I mean? Um, I thought we were talking about Prem teams, not championship teams. Jesus Christ. Let's go, let's go. (laughs) Chelsea's almost not a team. But, yeah, let's. um, (laughs) Overall, um, I want to hear the argument for La Liga. Um, Why would, just to reiterate again, Courtois, let me reiterate the teams again. La Liga. We got Courtois goal, Ronaldo Rajo, Eder Militao, Diego Carlos, Jordi Alba, midfield of Pedri, Iker Muniain, Luka Modric, up top, Dembele, Vinicius, Benzema. For the Premier League, we got Allison in goal, Trent Alexander-Arnold out wide, Van Dijk, Rudiger in the middle, Cancelo at left back. Then we have the Man City midfield of Bernardo Silva, Rodri, and Kevin De Bruyne. Up top, the Spurs teammates, Kane, Huming Son, and the player of the year, Mo Salah. Why, Michael Figueroa, why is the Real Madrid team the one that would run away with the win? Real Madrid team and La Liga team. We all know that that this game would be won because of the Real Madrid. They're going to be in the tunnel, right? Pep is going to be like, you guys have to keep possession of the ball, find chances, blah, blah, blah. Kane is going to be like, Kane's going to be talking half-broken English. Exactly. <laughs> if you would have done a Kane impression, I'm going to give you $20. It's he's impossible. Like, he's going to be like, I don't know. He doesn't talk proper English. Yeah. Um. Then you have Son. Son's going to hey, be man, like... England's captain you're speaking about. Yeah, you, they, it's not coming home. If anyone like, knows uh, proper English, it's him. Oh, yeah, sure. Just because they invented the language doesn't mean they know well, how it works. I don't think it's ever coming home. It'll come home once Southgate gets fired. I don't think it's it'll, it'll never that team is home. that team is so that team is so stacked and so talented. Southgate is the problem. Dude. Um, I digress. Brought them to a, their, their most successful tournament run in like since like what the sixties is the problem. Come on, but anyway. well, the problem is that the problem is that he's playing. He plays like Harry Maguire, and says, I, we don't need to get into this whole thing. We'll do. There are two rules on this podcast. We don't talk about U.S. men's national team because they suck. We don't talk about England because they suck as well. Now, Michael, why? Why La Liga? Yeah, they're gonna be playing a style. Spain's gonna be the Spanish team is gonna be adjusted. Not the Spanish team. This La Liga team is gonna be adjusted for that, right? So yeah, they're gonna be having the ball a lot. They're gonna be getting their chances. Doesn't matter. You got Tobias Courtois on goal. That guy literally locked up Salah. Salah disappears like the avatar we need the most on offense. Then you got Son. Son plays for Tottenham. Did you forget Tottenham? They don't perform. Kane, the same thing. Man doesn't. Man's been in two cup finals, hasn't scored yet. I don't know what he's doing there, but he's just chilling. And then you got at the other side, you got Vinny, Benz, and Dembele. Vinny and Benz literally dis- like beat the best teams in the world on their way to the finals to win it. And then you add Dembele, who was. I don't know what happened after his injury in Barcelona, but the dude saw that he had an opportunity for a check and decided to get like drink a chug jug or something got revived because he was phenomenal the second half once Xavi was there. So seeing an offense with those three players is going to be terrifying. Knowing that you're going to have Trent on the left side having to keep up with him. But let's say, let's say offensively, right? Let's say Pep is smart, right? He's going to be like, okay, let's put Rudiger there because Rudiger is fast. It doesn't matter. Trent's going to run through. Rudiger's going to be there. marking Vini. Then Benzema is going to have a, a position to get open up in the midfield. Goal. You know? On top of that, yeah, sure. They have a great midfield. I'm not going to over undershadow the Prime's midfield. It's fantastic. But then you have Modric, who's been in a competition where he's had pressure. The man took Croatia to the final. I don't know what else you can tell me. Like, like how, how do you do that? Like, Croatia? A country, like, 
30 years ago was in the middle of a you play the weakest road to the final ever that's how you do it (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) i love luka modric bro he's like though he's amazing but that was the weakest road they could have played spain and it still would have been insanely weak bro it's not his fault the spain lost against russia had 11 people in the box bro bro it doesn't matter spain lost against the team the hail was in the middle of the Bolshevik revolution. He, didn't even, he wasn't even in the game, bro. Literally, Russia, Russia is freaking um, too busy, like, causing war crimes and buying Look, Chelsea. Daniel, uh-huh. you picked the La Liga team season as well to be the Premier League team this season. Why? I just see a game where Courtois saves goals he's not supposed to, and that front three just linking up like we've been seeing them doing. Other, other than Dembele, scoring goals. Listen, I, I, I'll agree with you on a lot of points. Courtois is going to save a bunch of goals that he's not supposed to save. He is the best goal in the world. I already said that. I love the front three. We already agreed that by a landslide, they would definitely obliterate the back line. Now, this is not practice. The attack doesn't get to run at the defense just like that. There's a midfield that has to be contended with. And I think that is where the game is lost for the La Liga team this season. And it is true that Real Madrid basically beat the entire Premier League team this season with the exception of the Spurs players on their road to the final. True. But Real Madrid's team is more complete for the very same reasons that Michael spoke of, of Casemiro, of Danny Carvajal on the right side, of Fernandi being better at defense than Jordi Alba. I think that the Premier League team of the season would beat the I think a team season for those exact reasons. The game would be one at midfield, in my opinion. You have a really good midfield. Not only are they Man City players, all of them, and they would be like a bunch of chemistry or whatever, but you have Rodri in the midfield who will recover a lot of, lot of, lot of balls. Um, that front line for La Liga is insane, 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 insane. But I actually wouldn't put Rudiger on the right side with, with Trent. I would put Van Dyke there. Because if, if Vinny, yes, bro, if Vinny blows by, um, Trent, which he which he surely will. I would rather have a one v one defender than just a fast guy, dude. I'm putting Van Dyke on the right side all day, and I wouldn't want Van Dyke to play on his off foot because I think Rudiger plays on his off foot all the time, so he'd be more comfortable, anyways. But um, then you have Joao Cancelo, bro, and Joao Cancelo is insanely solid, and probably be a good shot to to give Dembele some kind of problems because I do agree with Danny. Dembele is unstoppable, the same way that I think. Vinicius is somewhat unstoppable. I think as a Real Madrid fan, I could say that without being biased. Vinicius is somewhat unstoppable because he is very um, erratic. It's like he'll get past he'll get past Trent six out of ten times, and you want better. He'll get past Van Dyke one out of ten times. Give me a number. That's way harder, bro. Rafa, what if what if in the middle of the game, right? Ancelotti does this face. It doesn't matter. There are that's no it. subs. That's the team it. Of the team. That one's for YouTube viewers only. That's it. Shout out to the bar on YouTube season. on TikTok. It's a team of the season. Yeah. There are no subs. So what is he going to do? Bring on Casper? Like, no. Bro, he doesn't need do a sub. He just needs to do this face. If the game is going bad, the game is going to go bad. I think that the Premier League, the Premier League team would beat the La Liga team in the midfield. Like, the La Liga team would have to play uh, over the top, like, long balls. And although they have the attack to do that, the Premier League team of the season has a defense to stop that um, in Rudiger and Van Dijk. Like, when Real Madrid tried to do it against Liverpool in the final, it only worked one time, and the goal was disallowed. Other than that, it was counters on the floor. And um, although the Trent, Trent is a problem in that defense, I think Trent would be helped a lot by the fact that his defense is way more solid and the midfield is way more solid than the La Liga team. So you're already conceding the fact that this Premier League team is going to have possession of the La Liga team. Like, there is no argument for that. That's 100% the way it would go, and La Liga team would have to play over the top on the counter. And I think on the counter, I just think this Premier League team is more complete. You're doing fine, man. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I agree. I mean, to concede the point that we've already said, like, Vinicius is going to run rampant on Trent. Like, they for sure play that back four. And I don't know if it matters if Van Dijk or Rudiger is on that right side because he will carve up Trent. Um, but I think in that same sense, like, the Prem's front three of Kane, Son, Salah probably pretty easily gets through La Liga's back, like, back four. I think this one probably ends up, like, 3-2 uh, Prem. I think, like, both goals are probably coming from Vinicius and La Liga. But I think, like, very easily, like, the Prem is going to be able to score and hold. But, yeah, it's 
it's nice that it ended up being 50 50 you had michael and, and danny for the league side we had connor and myself on the premier league side i believe chris will had the premier league side winning as well i would hope so let me look at it real quick does he have sense in him he does have sense in him. so in in terms of the voting the premier league team did end up winning um, I get what Michael and Danny are saying. In my opinion, the Premier League team is just more complete, and that terms to win you games. But you can say that the Liverpool, Liverpool team in the Champions League final was more complete than Real Madrid's team in the Champions League final, and look what happened. Especially with Ancelotti as your coach, anything can happen, and that's why we watch this game. But, yeah, that kind of wraps up what we wanted to talk about. Um, it was a comparison between La Liga team this season and the Premier League team this season. Um, this has been kind of like a three-episode run um, all wrapped up just now. Um, it has been my pleasure. Um, again, my name is Rafael Dos Santos, alongside Danny Perez, Connor O'Brien, and Michael Figueroa, who is still an Arsenal fan for the rest of the day. This has been Off the Bar Podcast, and we will catch you next time. Because Connor has to. Sweet. I do have to go, bro. All I'm saying, though, Ancelotti raises that eyebrow, different game.